deliverance, prosperity, joy. Everything we need, we already have it because God has supplied it through grace. But we learned that in order to access this grace is through what? It's through faith. So we can have everything we need, but if we don't know how to access it, it's just like we don't have it. Just just like I used the example of me giving Raheem a Bible, and that Bible is Raheem's because I have given it to him. But if he has not accepted what I have given him, having faith in me, knowing that he can trust and rely on me, that I'm not going to go back on my word. It's just like him not even using what he have. And that's what's happening in the body of Christ. God has given you everything you need, but the way you access it is by faith. We went over um, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, and that's the scripture that it says, For by grace are we saved through faith, and not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, and not of works, lest any man should boast. So we see that, for by grace are we saved, but it's through faith. And it's, it's nothing that we have to do except accept what Jesus have done on our behalf. And that's how we access this grace. We also went over Romans 4.16 that it says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. So we cannot leave faith out. If you leave faith out, you're not going to be able to access grace. Some of us are still begging and pleading God to do a lot of things in our lives, but the only thing we have to do is have faith in what Jesus has done and not trying to do it ourselves. When you try to do it yourself, that means that you're not believing in what Jesus has done on your behalf. Another scripture we went over was Genesis 12. It talks about Abraham and how Abraham, he um, heard God speak unto him, and as he heard God speak, Abraham moved by faith. Um, God had already given it to him, but Abraham had not seen it in the natural. But because he had faith in God, he accessed what already belonged to him. So what we have to do is take all of these promises that God has given us, and we accept these promises not based on our performance, but based on what Jesus done on our behalf. If we keep meditating on these principles, it will not be so hard for us when things happen in our lives. No matter what the situation may be in your life, it may be a job, it may be money, it may be healing, you may be going through depression, oppression, no matter what it may be, you already have everything in you, on the inside of you, that has already been made available. So quit trying to do something that's already been done. You already got it, and you access it by having faith in Jesus Christ. And if we remember that, Remember we said your thinking changed the way that you live. If we keep thinking according to the word of God and what the word of God is saying, guess what? The spirit and the soul is going to unite. The soul is going to connect with the spirit and then you're going to begin to see manifestation coming through your body. So if anybody is going through in their body concerning healing, when you really grab hold to what the word is saying, listen to this word, by Jesus, you were what? It was nothing you had to do. 
That means you are already healed. Healing is already made available. So when things come upon us, we don't say, God, when are you going to heal me? God, why haven't you healed me? We just command what already belonged to us. And when the devil tells you, no, you can't be healed, not unless you do this. He's trying to put you back under bondage. And what you tell the devil is, I don't have to do nothing but accept what already belonged to me. Healing is mine. Prosperity is mine. Joy is mine. Peace is mine. And I receive it right now. So when you begin to speak to your body and say, body, I command you to line up with the word of God. The word of God say you are already healed. Not going to be healed, but you already healed. How many know that the body begin to manifest symptoms and manifest pain and seem like it just get worse and worse, but that's when you continually stand and say, what did I tell you? The word said that you are healed, so you be healed in pain. I command you to go right now in Jesus' name. And when you um, come to believing what you're actually speaking, then you're going to go on about your business, and you're not even going to recognize that pain because you know that pain has already been done away with through who? Through Jesus Christ. So we just have to access what we have by having faith in what Jesus done. We already have it. Um, Romans 5, 2 says, whom also we have access by faith into this grace. So that's what Paul is telling us, that um, everything we need, we access this grace by faith in Jesus Christ. And we um, went over, you know, faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. What I want to bring in now is something else that we have already heard. But in order for us to be true disciples of Jesus Christ, we have to still take these teachings out to other people that uh, are not saved so they will know this is something that you don't have to do on your own. It has already been made available for us. Um, I'm reminded, y'all know how they say free cheese? You know how they will have them free cheese lines? I ain't heard of free cheese lines have, no more. Have y'all? Man, people be packed with them long blocks of cheese. Y'all remember them long blocks of cheese and you can never get rid of that cheese. It was always cheese sandwiches, all this stuff. But anyway, when somebody would say free, did you sit home and wait for it to come to your house? Or did you go where it was? You went where it was, right? That's how grace is. Let's say grace was that cheese. (laughs) But to access that cheese, you had to go on what somebody told you. Is that not right? So whoever told you that that cheese was in that place, you had to believe in what they were saying and go after what? That piece of cheese, that whole hunk of cheese. So when you got there, guess what? It was already there waiting on you. So this is what grace does. We cannot get anything from God without having faith in what he's done and not looking at ourselves to get something that's already been made available. So now tonight I want to add to that dealing with the righteousness of God. Now, the reason why some people cannot accept what they already have is because they don't believe that they are in right standing with God. They still believe that it's something that they have to do to get what God has. Now, when we look at um, what is the righteousness of God, it is God's standards. It is God's way of living. It is God's way of doing things. It's God's standards, his way of living, and his way of doing things. So this is God's righteousness, and in order to be accepted by God, you have to do it his way. That's, that's just the whole point. You got to do it 
the way God does it. That's the only way you can be in right standing with God to be accepted by God. The Bible tells us in Psalms 145:17, the Bible said, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. Man, that's a statement, isn't it? That means everything that God does is righteous, it's pure, it is just. There is nothing wrong with nothing God does. It is pure, it is holy, it is perfected. So it says the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. So in order for us to be in right standing with God, we got to keep all of his standards. We got to do everything that he expects us to do. Can anybody in this room say that you can do that? Can anybody say that they can keep all of his ways and they can do all of his deeds? Everything that God commands you, can you say tonight, yes, I can do it. There's not a person in this room that can. But this is what God done for us. The word of God tells us in Romans 310, um, before I go to Romans 310, I want to talk about this parable that Jesus talked about in Luke 18, beginning at 18, Luke 18, beginning at verse 18. This is what the centurion came up to Jesus and said. It said, a, not a centurion, a ruler. And a certain ruler asked him saying, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, why call thou me good? None is good, save one, that is God. So look what Jesus told this ruler. This ruler said, what can I do to inherit eternal life? He called him good master. Jesus began to correct him and tell him that there's no one good except God. That word good means upright, honorable. So Jesus was letting him know that there's no one that can meet God's standards. There's no one that's upright, that's honorable, except God. Can you imagine people all over the world, there's no one that can stand up to God's righteousness, to his standards, to his way of living, to his way of doing. So then the Bible goes on to tell us in Romans 3, 10, it says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Why are we going here? Because people are still trying to do things themselves to get something from God. That's called self-righteousness. And this is what Jesus was telling this man. He said, first of all, I want you to understand there's no one good except God. There's no one upright except God. Because he was saying, what can I do to inherit eternal life? So he was basing it on him. He was basing going to heaven on him. So Jesus had to let him know there's none that's upright. Then he was telling him, okay, keeping all the commandments. And this um, guy said he has kept all the commandments from his youth. But Jesus said, there's one that you like. Sell all that you have. Give it to the poor and come follow me. This man dropped his head because he didn't want to give up what he had. So this is what God is saying in this room tonight. No matter how many commandments you keep, and if you think that you're keeping them all, there's still something that you're not doing that God requires you to do. 
And his standards, not one person in this room can meet. And this is what Jesus was letting this gentleman know. There's none righteous. No, not one. There's none that's honorable. There's none that's upright in the sight of God. So he was letting him know, if you miss one command, you missed them all. So let's say you keep 10 of them. Well, nine of them, but you miss one. You still are not righteous in God's eyes because we have to fulfill all his commandments to be righteous in God's eyes, to be just before God. So this is what um, God began to show me. Y'all remember um, Saul in the Bible when God told King Saul what he wanted him to do to Amalek. He told him to kill everything. You know, he had to obey God's command. But y'all know what Saul done is in 1 Samuel 15, verse 9 through verse 11. He didn't obey God. He did part of what God said. So he thought he did good because he done part. And God said, I'm rejecting him as being king because he didn't follow my commands. So you would think, man, I done this, so give me credit for that. But God said, no, I asked you to do all of this, but you didn't do all of what I said. So I'm going to have to reject you as being king. This is why James 2.10 tells us, and James 2.10, it says, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of it all. So this is why I say none of us in this room could meet the standards of God. We cannot meet his, his way of living, his way of doing. Nobody could meet it. This is why Jesus had to come and fulfill all the laws. Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law. I didn't come to do away with the law because Jesus was that perfect sacrifice. There was no sin in Jesus. There was no guile. Jesus was just a perfect sacrifice without sin. So God had to send someone who could fulfill all of his standards. So in order for us to go to God, we don't go to God based on us. And that's what most people do. We go to God and say, God, look what I've done. God, I pay my tithes. God, you know, I go to church every Sunday. God, I go to the nursing home. You know, God, I even visit the funeral homes to comfort people. That's all, you know, the families that over the, their dead relatives. I do all of this. So what they're doing and what they're saying is, God, being that I've done all of this, now you can give me what I ask. In, in the world, this is what we do. We base what we do on what we get. Is that not the world? The world say, if you work 40 hours a week, you'll get a paycheck. If you work less than 40 hours a week, then this is what you're going to get. So they have standards on what they do according to what you get. So we have to live by those standards on jobs in order to fulfill what they want us to fulfill and in order for them to give us what they want to give us, they'll say, okay, you met this requirement, but you didn't meet this requirement. How many of y'all know, even with insurance and, you know, some people that go into surgery before they go into surgery, they tell you this is what your insurance is going to pay. This is what you have to pay. Now, if you don't meet this part of it, we cannot do surgery on you today. Is that not right? So that means that if you don't do your part, they're not going to do their part. But how many know, thank God for Jesus that he paid it all. He paid the whole price. It was nothing that we had to do except, except what he has done. 
but we have been in the world so long that we're putting God in the midst of what the world do. So when we go to God, we, I I don't know about you, but before I learned all this in my mind, I was saying, yeah, God going to do this now because I done done this. You know, I've been doing this and I've been doing that. But then out of my mouth, I'm, you know, saying, Lord, I thank you, you know, da, 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 da. But my heart wasn't right because I'm thinking because I done this, God have to do that. God, I've been good. God, I ain't cursing nobody out. God, I've been going to church and God, I, I do give money. I don't give all I need to give, but hey, I give something. So in your mind, you're thinking, I've done this. So God, why haven't you done what you said? Because what people are doing now, they're telling you what the promises of God is, but they're basing those promises based on you. I'll say this. We was in a restaurant Sunday and y'all, I heard this beautiful voice. Oh, it was beautiful singing God bless America. And I mean, it was ringing out in the room, land of the free and land of the brave and all of that. And we sitting there eating and this older gentleman come in there and he began to tell people that this is what you have to do. You're asking God to bless you. But if you're not honoring all his commands, you're not going to be blessed. God is not going to give you anything if you don't do what he's commanding you to do. Y'all did all I could to sit there in that seat because I started to, to, to jump up with some power and authority. But I had to remember They had to invite this man in here. So if I get up now, they're going to throw me out before I finish my meal. And I'm a little bit hungry. But anyway, this man was putting them up under law, up under bondage. And I mean, he was so fluent. He was so sure of what he was saying. He didn't care if you had no pork chop in your hand. He didn't care what you was eating. He was so sure. It was just like a judge being in the room telling you this is how it is. And if you do this, God is going to do that. He said what he had to say and marched on out. So what am I saying to you? If I did not know better, I would have said, that's why God didn't help me with that bill. Because I didn't follow his command today. He told me that I should have done this and I didn't meet his requirements. So that's why my light's out. People already know why they light's out. You didn't pay the bill. (laughs) The Bible said, oh, no, man, nothing. But to love them. But God has already given you everything you need. But but you are missing the point of you are in the world and you up under the world system. So you got to pay whomever you owe in order for your lights to stay on, right? So we do follow God's commands, but we don't blame it on God when something don't go right because God has given us everything we need. Our problem is we're just disobedient. To what the word tell us, that does not mean that God is going to stop from giving us anything. Remember Abraham? God already gave him a promise. He slept with Hagar. Did God tell him, you slept with Hagar? No, son. No, he didn't. God did not void his promise because of Abraham's mistake. Abraham lied. Did God void that promise because Abraham lied? No, God didn't do that. All of God's promises in Christ Jesus is yes, and in him is amen. So tonight, what I want us to understand is no matter what you do or how you do it, you're not going to avoid God's promises. It's just going to stop you from receiving what you have already, what you already have from God. See, if we tell people, well, you got to pray 
more. You got to fast more. You got to give more. You got to do all this. You putting people in bondage, telling them this is what you got to do in order for God to do what he need to do in your life. No, it doesn't work like that. The only thing we have to do is have faith in what Jesus done. And if we know what grace done for us, and we're having faith in Jesus in order to access this grace because we know we can't meet all of God's commands and all of his standards, then guess what? We won't be so burdened down. We won't feel so guilty and so condemned because we know it's not coming to me based on me. It's given to me because of his son, because of his son's righteousness and not my own. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 64 that our righteousness is like a filthy rag. Now, this is before we got born again. That's just how our righteousness was before God. It was like an old, dirty, filthy rag. But now that we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior, guess what? God is looking at his righteousness. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he have made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. For he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. So Jesus didn't have no sin, but he became sin for us. It was a great exchange. What was the great exchange? Jesus took our sin and gave us his righteousness. And that's what put us in right standing with God. Remember, God is a pure God. He's a holy God. He's a just God. And in order to stand before God, that's just how you have to be. None of us could fit that bill. None of us could be perfect enough. None of us could be righteous enough to stand before God. That's why Jesus took our place. He took on our sin and gave us his righteousness. And that's what we have to remember when we go to God We're remembering, I'm not coming to you based on me. Because if I come to you based on me, it's no point of me coming. Because I know I done messed up today in some kind of way. So I'm coming to you based on your son. I'm in right standing because of what Jesus done, not because of anything that I would ever do. So if anybody try to tell you this is what you have to do in order for God to do something in your life, then you say, hold up, wait a minute. That's not the God that I serve. If I never do anything God has already provided everything I needed through grace but in order to access that grace I have to have faith in his son because his son took my sins and gave me his righteousness so everything I need comes through his son so if you remember that before you began to go ask God for something and feel like oh well I don't think I'm gonna get it because I just you know, said something to somebody I should not have said, then you're missing it. Everything you need comes through Jesus Christ. And once you know what Jesus have done for you, you will quit doing what you're doing. Some people say, so you telling me I can live like I want to live and God is still going to give me. God's already gave it to you when you were a sinner. He gave you everything you need when you were in sin. Remember the scripture that says he proved his love. He demonstrated his love to you while you were yet still a sinner. 
But now that you have accepted what Jesus done on your behalf and you know the love of God, that will keep you from doing what you're continually doing that's not lining up with who you are now that you're in Christ. So we understand that God's grace has given us everything that we need and we access it by faith. But one thing that stops us from getting that grace is not accessing it by faith. That's one. But we feel like we're not um, doing enough to get what we need to get from God. Jesus done it all. We feel like we're not righteous enough. We feel like, you know, I have to do this, so I have to do that. Give you another scripture. There's a, in Luke 18, y'all know this one. It was the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee began to say, you know, he done this. He paid his taxes. Let's see everything that he said. The Pharisee stood and prayed within himself and said, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are, extortionist, unjust, adulterous, or even as this publican. And he said, I fast twice in a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. This Pharisee was basing it on his righteousness. He was basing it upon what he do in order for him to be right before God. So if you are basing what you do in order for you to get anything from God, you don't understand what Jesus done. You're looking at self-righteousness, but we have to look at the righteousness of Jesus, which is given to us because of Jesus, not because of what we done. So then, you know, the sinner in that same, um, verse of scripture is talking about the sinner he didn't even look up he just said lord forgive me have mercy upon me i'm a sinner he recognized he couldn't do it himself he recognized everything was dependent upon jesus not upon him and that's how we have to be we have to have faith in what jesus have already done instead of trying to do it ourselves i believe we get so comfortable too because um when a bill come up and this is the truth y'all i remember i sit there and i'll say well, if I do this right here, that right there will work. That one will get something. And then if I do this right here, I get a little something too. Let me see how I can work that out. Well, God, I did pay my tithes. So if I paid my tithes, you said you rebuked the devourer for my sake. And the windows of heaven will be open to me. But Lord, ain't enough coming out them windows. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a little bit from Peter to pay Paul. And then I have more coming out by the way how much are you shooting out of heaven for me so see i'm trying to make something happen instead of doing what the word of god tells me to do so y'all know seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness that means his way of doing things and all of these things shall be added unto you so if you seek in his kingdom you're seeking kingdom principles. You're seeking God's way of doing things. Guess what? Everything is going to be added that need to be added. When you put God first, everything that's up under that, putting him first, is going to be taken care of. You might not know how it's going to get taken care of, but you're leaning and you're depending on him. You're not trusting in yourself. Trusting in yourself is based on law. 
It's based on works. That's self-righteousness. Trusting in God is not based on what you do or how you do it. It's based on what the word of God has said to you. So if you're getting in a hurry trying to do something, saying that's pleasing God, that's pleasing you. You feeling good about what you've done. Sometimes we get in a hurry. We get anxious. We don't want to wait because uh, I'm, I'm hearing James Brown. I got that feeling. See, we get feelings. We, we go on emotions. And, and the moment we think something, we get a good feeling from it or we get a bad feeling from it. So if we feel like we got peace, we feel like we got the joy from it, then that's what I'm going to do. But then when we do it, then we find out later, I shouldn't have done that. It's put me in another situation. But if we be still and know that he's God and we wait on him and the peace of God that passes all understanding guards our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus because we wasn't anxious, we will see God manifest in our lives because God is not going to fail us. He's not going to let us down. That means I didn't have faith in me. I have faith in what has already been done for me through his son, Jesus Christ. So when you go into the word of God and you grab a promise, you take that promise of saying, I don't have to do nothing to get this promise, but believe in what Jesus have done on my behalf for this promise. So if we put more faith in him than we're putting in ourselves, we will see things manifest in our lives. Let's look at Paul. In Philippians 3.9, this is Paul speaking. Philippians 3.9, and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law. So Paul recognized that if he depends on himself, then he's putting himself back under the law. He said, that which is, but, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. So what Paul was saying was, I'm not dependent on my righteousness. I'm dependent on the righteousness that's in Christ Jesus. So when you depend on the righteousness that's in Christ Jesus that puts you in right standing with God, then that's when you can, um, you know, be free from the works of the law because you know you're dependent on what Jesus has done and not what you're doing to try to get what God has already provided. By the time we finish this course... I pray that all of this come so connected that when you're ministering to people and you hear them talk, I don't know about you, but I hear people sometimes when I'm talking to them, they'll say, you know, I can't get saved yet because I got to quit doing this. I got to quit doing that. You know, I don't want to just get saved and go back to the same thing I always have been doing. What are they saying? Who, who are they basing salvation on? themselves how do we minister to them we minister to them to let them know for by grace you're saved through faith not of yourself it is the gift of God so when we let them know these things on what the word of God is saying the word is at work in their lives and we break it down to say Jesus paid the price he done it all for you if you waiting for you to quit this and waiting for you to quit that then you will never get to heaven because you're basing it, basing it on what you can do, not on what he has done. Just sit and listen to people. Before we even began to minister or, or speak, listen to what they're saying. And I guarantee you, the more you listen, the more these scriptures would pop up and say, let me tell you what the word says. You're basing this on what you do. But let me tell you what Jesus have done for you. And you begin to bring these scriptures back up. And as you're ministering this word, guess what? The Holy Spirit, 
He's going to come in and he's going to let them know it ain't about you. It's all about what he's done, not what you could ever do. So if any of us in this room is trying to get people right by telling them you got to go to church, you got to pay your tithes in order to be right with God, these are the things that you have to do. You can't be wearing no makeup looking like Jezebel. You can't be doing this and you can't be doing that. You are basing it upon what we do the righteousness, our righteousness. But God's righteousness is based on what Jesus done. And if they have faith in him and what he has done, then guess what? It's fulfilled through Jesus Christ and not through us. So I pray with grace and faith and the righteousness of God, y'all, we got a long road because I thought we was about finished. And we're not. Look at there. Discipleship is big. I'm telling you, if we wrap this up and we get this, the other stuff that that's coming, wow, we will be atomic bombs wherever you are because you have so much to give out if you're meditating on what you have. And I'm telling y'all, it's so rich because once that light come on and you recognize, I've been wearing myself out fasting all this long. You know, they, they start in the beginning of the year having a 21-day fast need to fast. You need to put your body under subjection for 21 days. And, and da, 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 da. they're making people think, if I fast, this is what's going to happen in my life. No, fasting puts your body under subjection so you can hear God. Everything you need, God already supplied it. You're not going to get it through your fast. You're just losing weight and, and getting angry. You know, your anger is showing up, so that's showing that you need to be delivered. That's all. But anything that you're looking for through your fast, then you're wasting your time on that fast. Th that fast is just um, saying, God, I need to hear you, so I'm denying myself so I can hear what you're saying. The fasting and prayer go together because and the word of God, because you need the word of God in order to pray, um, communicate to God his word. So we can't get in a rush trying to do stuff just to get a quick fix. And then we get upset and say, God, well, what's happening? Why this ain't happening? Why that ain't happening? Because cause you're trying to do it yourself. Just take my word, stand on my word, believe in what my word has already done, and just walk in it. And the more you do that, the more you will see the manifestation of God. So... We learned about the righteousness of God. Go home and meditate on that righteousness. But what I want to do tonight, before we close, is a skit on grace and faith. And this is how we're going to do this skit. I'm going to give you an example. Rahima sitting on the front row. Come on, Rahima, use you again. My name is Grace. His name is Faith. And we're a team. We work together. But see, sometimes... Faith and grace work together. But how many know sometimes we think we can do it by ourselves? That we don't need God's help, right? God has given us everything we need. So I need some people up here to represent grace, and I need some people to represent faith, and I want you to show people how you access what grace have through faith. Now, if faith is over here, stand over there, Rahim, and grace is over here, grace has given you everything, right? But in order to get everything, you got to grab hold to who? I got to grab hold to faith. So if I'm not grabbing hold to faith, but I say I have everything, but it's not manifesting in my life, something is wrong, isn't it? Is that not right? 
So who want to come up and do the skits on grace and faith? Y'all getting what I'm saying? Grace, have everything you need. You access it by faith. By faith in who? And what Jesus have done, right? So in order to access faith, you got to know what you have in grace. If you don't know grace, ain't no point of accessing faith. So you got to get to know what you have, right? You have to know, I have healing, I have deliverance, but you ain't going to go out and work for it. You just accept what faith done, right? Everybody got it? All right, come on, Thea. You shaking your head, come on. Who's going to help with Thea? Raheem, you can get a partner too. All right, we're working with grace and faith. And then we're going to throw some righteousness up in there. Y'all can combine with them or you can get another person. It's up to you. Y'all can pass them around when you're talking with them. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Hurting in my leg and my hip joint bones. It's aching today, and I don't know what to do about it. It's just hurting. It's hurting there, but I know that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed, but I'm hurting. Wait, and, and wait a minute. Now, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. You you got a legal document. You got a legal document. Let, let me show you right here. Look here. I'm hurting. Hurry up now. I'm hurting. This is a legal document that says you you it says you got healing in here. How I get healing? Jesus got healing for us. When oh. he went to the cross, he got healing. By he his stripes healing. I'm healed. Yes. yes. But 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 I think let's see that there's something missing there. We, we got to get you some. You got to do it through him. You can't do it on your own. 
Yeah, through Jesus Christ, he died on the cross for all of our sins, our past, present, and sin. Everything we have, everything we need is in Jesus Christ. So in order for you to walk by faith and not by sight, in order for you to activate your grace, you got to hold on over here and grab on to faith. Hold that faith. And you got to walk and claim your healing. By Jesus Christ, I am healed. By Jesus Christ, I'm here. Why he healed me? Because of his grace. Because of his grace. Because of grace healed me? Yes. Because he loved you. And I got faith? Yes. Come on, faith. See, your faith is growing. Faith is growing. Because you're exercising it. My faith is growing. Faith is like a muscle. Glory. Glory, I'm healed. Hallelujah. By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Go ahead, girl. Look, she didn't need no more faith, did she? She left out of faith. But the whole point of the matter is, Grace, stay right there. Stay right there. Come on, Athea. Stay over here. I want all Grace on this side. I want y'all to imagine this. Grace, come, all y'all come over here for Grace. We have healing, we have deliverance, we have prosperity, we have joy. Come on, name it and claim it. All of this we have, we have peace. Call it out. Call it out. Peace, joy, freedom, liberty. Call it out. Keep calling it out. Everything we need. Call it out, call it out. That's all we need. Wait a minute now. Grace is over here hollering, right? Saying everything you need is right here, and y'all still sitting there. We got joy. We got joy. We got joy. We got prosperity. Prosperity. We got healing. When you believe it, you'll get up and get it. you already have because it's already in you see when she need to see i felt it when she need the peace of god only thing she got to do is go into the word and take that word by faith in what he's done and say god thank you for your peace i have the peace in the midst of the storm i have joy in the midst of what's going on because the joy of the lord is my strength you give power to the faint and to them that have no might you increase strength and every attack and every assignment that the enemy is sending out against me to oppress me it has been broken right now in the name of 
of Jesus. God, I thank you. I thank you and I praise you where sin abound, grace abound much more. So God, I thank you that through everything the enemy is trying to do, God, that Jesus have come in and he has healed, delivered, and has set me free. Freedom is in this house. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Hallelujah. But you know what we do? We sit and wait on God. When we should take the word of God and appropriate what he's already done. God, you you already done it. I don't have to go nowhere to get it. It's right here, right now. I just receive it. It's mine. You know what the devil's telling? Well, you might be feeling good right now, but later on it's going to hit you. But what are you going to do? I'm going to hit it. <laughs> With the word. See, grace is right here. And y'all were sitting right there. I said, grace is waiting. Grace is waiting, appropriated by faith. And what Jesus have done. No matter what you done or how you done it or when you done it, guess what? Jesus already paid the price for it. He said, baby, I done done it for you. What are you waiting on? Just grab hold to what I have done. There's no more guilt. There's no more condemnation because you and me. So that's what we have to do. So grace has already done it because you are righteous, not because of you, but because of what Jesus have done. Y'all, it's all based on Jesus. It's not based on you no more. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Do we have anything else? Praise Jesus. Grace and faith is my friend. (laughs) Hallelujah. We give God glory. Do we have any announcements before we close?